special technique of shadow boxing. First thing they want to do is they want to seize the narrative of history. You see that over and over again, whether it's Mao or Stalin or Hitler, Pol Pot, whoever it is, you take control of the narrative of history. That's very important. And that's what they're attempting to do here. Every nation in every region now has a decision to make. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. It's right fucking in front of us. Like, it's right there. We came. We saw, he died. <laughs> Damn, that's a cold-ass honky. These things are obvious, right? I, I don't run around saying, you know, I'm smarter than everybody when it comes to politics, or I'm even smart. The whole point of this show is that you don't have to be smart to see what's fucking wrong with our system. That's how messed up it is. Who has put pubic hair on my coke? Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Made in America. I gotta fart real bad and I gotta shit real bad and I'm afraid if I fart I'm gonna shit. Free fries when you get vaccinated? Um, I got vaccinated. You're saying I can get this? You delicious fries? Wait a minute. But there's also a, a burger element to this? I'm not retarded, but I like rocks. I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. Listen, fuckhead. You have fucking crossed the line. Get that through your goddamn fucking head. I tell you, you take on the intelligence community. They have six ways from Sunday of getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. It's bullshit. Oh, you can't shame them. You can't call them stupid. You can't call them silly guys. Yes, they are. In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in, to kind of catapult the propaganda. You sit on a throne of lies. And if you're going to infiltrate some cell somewhere, or a terrorist cell, you have to deal with people that are willing to betray their country, people that are willing to betray their friends, people that want money or other things, and it's not pleasant. You stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard! Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. All over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. Fuck them. What are you talking about? America is not going to be destroyed. Never. No. Rome was destroyed. Greece was destroyed. Persia was destroyed. Spain was destroyed. All great countries are destroyed. Why not yours? What a shame. That a few bad apples have to spoil a good time for everyone by breaking the rules. The revolution will be broadcast. So, what do we do now? You guys want to smoke some drugs? Tonight, we have got a Monday Night Master Debaters bonus episode. Uh, we were supposed to have a guy to talk about the 13-month calendar, but he bailed for the second time, so enough i'm not going to chase this guy around but we still had drew missing from you're missing the point podcast and conspiracy theater 3000 we had ryan alexander from the notice and friends podcast and of course my unofficial co-host mr ryan dean from the dangerous world podcast 
And uh, we still talked about the calendars a little bit. Um, talked about circadian rhythm, some of the Ethiopian calendar and uh, discrepancies and things like that. And then we got into some other stuff like the news cycles, uh, the madness that's 2024 already. Um, looking at some consumerism, sports betting, and a bunch of other stuff. So uh, this is going to be a little bonus episode for you all. We will have a regular Monday Night Master Debaters also coming out tomorrow. And uh, hope you guys enjoy it. So here's a little bonus content for you all. Refute or even find the find the clues in these uh, in these types of books. So it's just uh, I didn't give up. I just have to choose my focus in the health business here. And history is just such a huge subject. And like I said, you have to actually understand it to see where the flaws are and see where the problems are and see where the repetitions are. And history history is a macro and a micro cosm type of a thing because not only do you need to understand one specific topic, you need to be able to apply that across multiple different like timelines, different types of cultures, different um, geographical areas. You need to be so nuanced in what you're researching just to pick out the the chaff from the from the good knowledge. Yeah, well, that's why I love Fomenko and stuff too. I'm I'm counting on these people to have done their decades of research, and I'll just I'll read that rather than trying to be the expert myself so anybody who has these ideas about you know the calendar being wrong and stuff i'm happy to look into it for sure and there's a lot of interesting stuff there you know we've probably all talked about the um the uh one maybe being an i or a j that's that's very interesting and there's definitely some messing around pre-renaissance and what happened and who did it and there's definitely some repetition but I just can't pretend to be the expert so i was excited for this guest today i was planning to just do some listening Matt, I see you uh, hit the record already, so you know, oh, no, maybe I just this is that. what we're talking about. Yeah, we're just going to go with it, whatever cool. whatever comes out. Because, yeah, it's kind of cool that, you know, and I didn't know anything about calendars, to be honest. Like, I, I knew that there's, you know, there's been different calendars. But then to know how many calendars are in existence today still is interesting. Because there's a dozen or so different calendars that you know, different groups go by and they all have slight variations. You know, most of them are obviously sky-based, which, you know, I don't know if there's another way to have a calendar. And they kind of go off seasons as well, like tend to go off like your stereotypical, your four seasons. But some First Nations cultures around the world, they have up to 12 different seasons they go off. There's one major clan in Australia that has 12 seasons and they have extra months in the calendar to try and allow for it really yeah 12 seasons so each month is a season essentially so, yeah wow huh and that's all based on when certain fruits and certain plants come into into season and they base it off that it's based off like a a migratory pattern of where bush tucker is and where they can source it from and when to move on to different areas when something flowers in one area that tells them they need to move on to the next spot to get the next lot of fruit so it's basically a nomadic nature calendar. Yeah. 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 It's that I found it interesting because it was based off plant based things more than it was like a lunar calendar. Mm. Yeah. And that's interesting cool, because you you know, I know out here at least, we have certain plants that produce in odd years. You know, there's no rhyme or reason to it. There's some years where you'll have an abundance of acorns, some years you'll have none. Um, they say it's based on uh, water, how much rainfall you get, you know, sometimes it's based on different factors, but 
there's these different cycles that we go through. And I think that's the, the, in, the interesting thing about the whole calendar is trying to capture the cycles. You know, I think there, that what the end game is, is to, yeah, what, and it's, I don't even know how to say it, but what time structure best fits the natural cycle of life. Right. And is that calendar that we're in today, you know, the, based on that, is that as beneficial to humans or is, is, is there some other reason why it goes this way? When you're talking about the different, like, uh, you know, acorns popping up and in, in different, you know, like you said, abundance and all these things. I don't know if you've seen the happening, that movie with Mark Wahlberg. No. Where he's sitting there for like five minutes, just heavy breathing. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good movie. It's a good movie, but uh, it's an M night Shyamalan movie, but there's this one part where he's asking the class, you know, Mark Wahlberg's a teacher and he's asking the class, you know, let's, let's come up with some theories of why all the bees are dying off. Right. Like there was that whole thing of, and, and people still talk about it. Just bees randomly just dying off you can't even find the bodies they're all just disappearing essentially and basically what the answer was was that we just can't understand everything like sometimes like nature just does weird shit and there's no explanation and i think that that's kind of like a a, a, it's almost empowering to think like some of the stuff is just beyond our understanding you know what i mean like why why you know there's always going to be a reason why there's more acorns this year or whatever but maybe just the the tree was just feeling better that, you know, the the trees as a whole were feeling better that year. I don't know. It's weird, man. It's weird to think that we always need an explanation for everything. And sometimes there's just not one. And think about it in that scope of things like ancient man, and they've studied the solar cycles and when and things are going to be warm, when they're going to be cold. And then there's a random say solar maximum in that particular decade where suddenly the warmer periods are longer than the cool periods. Is that why they added extra months in to try and account for that? Because they weren't used to those extra times of warm periods or vice right. versa. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's, I mean, just think about like where we're at. Like there's gotta be some things that just aren't explainable. Well, cause I mean, my obvious, there's so many of them, right? Right. Like, cause it just is right. That's the answer to it. A lot yeah. of those, those things, it just is, that's the way. And then we do try and, and and we do that a lot with animals, right? When they try to pers- give them uh, human characteristics and right. things like that. And, you know, like, oh, the cute polar bear. That polar bear will maul your face off and then eat you afterwards. You know, like, it, it just doesn't make any sense. But if I give yeah. it a Coke, it's fine, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> dude, I saw a great ad the other day. It was on uh, Reddit. And it was a bunch of polar bear, three polar bears <laughs> yeah. on a little island with a bloody seal there, and nothing says nothing says Coca Cola like this. <laughs> and it was just it just had the Coke label on it. Yeah, I seen that too. It's funny, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. Coca Cola did a good job making those things seem nice, but those are the only animals that will actively go out of their way to hunt humans. Yes, it's the worst bear to see. Yeah, first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to see you, any bear, but they tell you like lay down if you see a grizzly bear, get tall. If you see a black bear, whatever, just kiss your ass goodbye. If you see a polar bear, dude, that's gonna fuck you. Neck up. yourself. No shot. Yeah, yeah. If you got a nine, just swallow that real quick because there's no way you're making that out. Yeah, dude. Polar oh. bear, like that's. Oh, speaking of which, dude, I got one for you here. We. uh we found a new would you rather and this one's kind of 
it's it's a lot looser than any of the other ones we did before. Where is it? Here we go. And this guy. Okay, so. Shame. I love would you rather's. Yeah, and this one goes back to our fight, and this is: Would you rather fight one duck the size of a horse or a hundred duck-sized horses? Neither one, but I guess a hundred duck-sized horses might be a little more to control than one big-ass duck that looks like a horse. Because at the end of the day, it's still a duck and can fly. If you think about it. Hell no. <laughs> Would I rather fight one duck the size of a horse or a hundred horses as little ducks? Um, I have had equestrian training in the past. I rode horses for a very long time. So I'm going to take a horse-sized duck. I feel like I could, whoosh, you know, whip them into shape. One horse-sized duck. I think she got that backwards. Or yeah. a hundred duck-sized horses. Just by sheer number, I'm going to go with the one horse-sized duck because that's the only one you got to worry about. But a hundred of anything to fight is tough. That's, that's tough. I would want to fight one horse-sized duck because then I can beat it and tame it and ride it and then everyone would call me a duck boy. Um, I've really been working on like the stomps that we do as the Blackpool Combat Club, so I think I'd be better with duck-sized horses just based on that offensive maneuver. No hands, of course, but, you know, just the stomping itself. But a hundred of them. Yeah, I mean, I got some good stamina with my, my legs. We're good. Hmm. All right, so there you go. One duck-sized horse. horse. Well, birds have very uh, porous bones. They have uh, air pockets in their bones to make them very light. I would rather take the duck-sized or sorry, the, the horse-sized duck, because it would be very fragile. Birds are very fragile, and the bigger, sometimes even, even the worse. But a little horse, it would still be very, very strong. You know, and a hundred of them, like the guy said, and anything swarming you, you're, you're going to have a problem. But yeah, horses are ridiculously strong and dense, so even if it was small, it would still charge at you and give you a problem. But uh, birds, birds are generally easy to take. Almost any weapon, you could take that bird down. It's mostly fluff. You know, you see a bird skeleton, it's nothing compared to, um, it looks a lot bigger than it is, basically, and the bones are super weak. You'd be able to take it down. And if we're talking about laws of physics here, the it would get so big that it would not be able to move itself. Its muscles wouldn't be able to work and stuff. So I think uh, the duck, the horse-sized duck would be uh, a sitting duck, basically. It wouldn't be able to do anything. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I think I, I think that's the only well, initially when you hear it, you think, yeah, let's go. Let's go with the smaller creatures. But I mean, they can still kick. They're still stronger. They're still dense, like Ryan's saying. Yeah, man, the the big the big duck is not a threat, I don't think. Right. I mean, what are they? It's going to peck you. And then maybe flap its wings. I don't think even it could. Honestly, I don't think its musculature could. I don't think it could support itself, to be honest. Well, no, let's say it's the same. It's the same uh, build as a duck, but just scaled up. So it can move just like a regular duck. It'd still That's be super weak. Still be super weak. That's what I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, ducks, See, I, I'm going to disagree. Don't, don't really hurt. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it could bite you with that beak. So, but yeah, it sounds like Drew has a different opinion here. I'm I'm scaling the duck up to the point where its bone density and muscle would be adequate for its size, right? Because it's, it's a random situation where 
it's a duck the size of a goddamn horse anyway, so let's just go with that. I'm likening that to a cassowary or an emu and the damage they can do, and they're not bigger than a horse. Uh-oh, yeah. If I'm going to a duck the size of a horse and seeing the way ducks eat, they don't even chew, they just swallow things instantly. They got no claws, though, like an emu. They got no True, claws. True, they don't. I'm still going, duck, ducks are crazy, man. And if you go to what size duck would these horses be if they were small? Would they be something like a, a small little waterfowl? Would they be something like akin to like a Canadian goose? How big of a duck? If they were smaller ducks or smaller horses, I think that's more manageable than a giant duck. Any kid yeah, who's been chased I, I by a goose we can go or a big to duck, the size of a, bad goose. It is. a goose is a little too big. I think yeah. you'd go to like a mallard duck or something like that. And the Canadian geese chasing you, it is, uh, Drew, I agree. It's it's kind of freaky. But if you did swing around and kick it in the head, it would be, it would be dead. <laughs> yes. I, I And I can attest this because we have duck world up at the top of the hill and my, my neighbors have a duck rescue. They probably got, I don't know, probably about 50 ducks or so. And then probably another 20 or 30 chickens. And when they're all out together moving as a flock, it's it's a sight to see. And one day they chased my son and he was running for his life. And <laughs> as as soon as I came out and just with and I had the dog with me, they just turned and all went the opposite way. But and that was only like probably 30 of them. So, yeah, 100 little horses that could kick or bite. Fuck that. No way. Yeah, that seems hard. Drew, we had universe, a, you go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say in some alternate universe. Matt, you've got tiny horse world near your property, and there's tiny little horses chasing your son. There definitely are. There's a mini horse fucking ranch somewhere around here. We got to find it. That's the thing. If they were mini horses, then mini horses, yeah, you could you could take a hundred of those, no problem. Like actually, huh? (laughs) People pay out the ass for mini horses. Yeah, I know. People love those things. They're like service animals now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we have a we have a neighbor too as an alpaca uh, alpaca farm. Nice, those, those are cool. Are weird animals. Yeah, dude, they spit right or are those yeah ones? yeah for no reason. They're just fucking disgusting, man. <laughs> they love the cold though. Hey, the alpacas. We have alpaca farms up here. That yeah, they just love it. They do so great up in uh, very very inhospitable places and give out great great wool and. They don't actually spit as much as llamas. The alpacas are are much tamer. They're they're much nicer and they have much better fur too. You can pet them and stuff. They 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 remind me in my head of like the Tauntaun from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> they have them down here in sheep herds to protect the herds from wild dogs, and they just stomp things to death. They're pretty yep. crazy. Yeah, I, that, something about the long neck animals that just freaks me out. Like, I don't like giraffes <laughs> either, man. Giraffes are a creepy animal to me. When they fight, that's scary, man. Dude, you hear that? That sound of those two necks clashing? Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that's give me away. Wild stuff. <sighs> yeah. So, man. we were supposed to be talking about calendars here today, but we had a guest that did not um, did not show up. But I wanted to throw something on the table for you guys when I was watching this video, I think it was yesterday uh, on YouTube that was trying to refute one of the phantom event people, you know, let's say that events and people have just been repeated through history, literally copied. So a lot of what we see in the ancient times is what we would say is a phantom copy of what we see today. And this YouTube video was using as part of its uh, refutation, which was very weak. It was saying, though, 
all the countries and all over the world, everyone would have to be using the wrong dates and everyone was always agreeing on the dates. So everyone would be wrong. But I wanted to point out that that's pretty weak because clearly this creator doesn't know anything about how people in history wrote their dates because most of them did not write. It's year 1632. You know, you got someone in Nepal and someone in uh, Indonesia. They're writing what's going on at their time. They're saying, you know, it's the third year into the reign of King so-and-so, or, you know, it was 20 years after this event. And often uh, the the historical account doesn't include anything that gives us a reliable ability to date it. That's why you see in modern history, history books, a lot of times you'll say, or they'll say, we think it happened around 1742 to 1746 or something. They're not really sure. They're trying to piece it together because a lot of times in history, people didn't use dates. And that's especially true when you go way back. You know, no one said uh, it's 26 uh, BC right now. Nobody said that. You know, they said it's 16 years after the war of this and this. You know, we're five years into the reign of this Caesar, whatever. But uh, I'm just saying that... Uh, there's a lot of weak stuff on YouTube these days, and I've seen this before where people are saying it's a variation of the theme that too many people would have to be in on it for this to be true. You know, they're saying everybody in the ancient world would have had to agree what year it was. Meanwhile, <laughs> they didn't agree what year it was already, and they didn't use that sort of a dating system for the most part. Most places in history, they counted their time based on what was happening around them. And they still don't agree to this day. Ethiopian calendar is in a different year than we are, um, like significantly different. I, and I, I should probably look that up and see what year it is. But I mean, it's it's amazing how the different calendars around the world are still in today's day and age. And that's what I wondered is when did this whole and I wanted to ask him, when, when did the whole concept of of dating really start? You know, when did we start with the whole idea of years? Because it wasn't at year zero, right? Like you're saying, Ryan, it's. It... <laughs> Could you imagine some Roman voxillary in 753 BC marking down the date in their Hello Kitty diary and saying, I don't know who this Christ guy is, but he seems pretty awesome. <laughs> He's not here yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah, man. I, that's the thing is like these guys didn't have any way to communicate over like long distances just instantly. So, I mean, how, how are they going to all coordinate on the same days? Well, the date seems... isn't as important as the season. You guys were talking earlier, you know, a lot of people, they, they intently kept track of the seasons, you know, the circadian rhythm of the earth and so on. But what year it is, is, is very abstract and very irrelevant to the average person's life. Even today, who cares if it's 2024? It only matters in relation to past events. Now, what's interesting about the Ethiopian calendar, it says it occurs on September 11th in the Gregorian calendar, except for the year preceding the leap year when it occurs on September 12th. The Ethiopian calendar year 1998 began on Gregorian calendar 2005. So it's like seven years difference there. But then the mm. Ethiopian calendar years, 1992 and 96, however, began in the 12th in 99. So it's, yeah, it's seven years difference right there. Mm. Between... And why should anybody, any other country respect our dating system? It is the Catholic Church that did this. 
and did the whole shift and everything. And, you know, there would be no reason other than political for any other country to take us seriously. All right, everybody, everybody, we're going by this date now. It's just we're doing this. If, why? For, for what reason? I, I get coherence and all that. But um, all these other countries and, and empires and stuff have different belief systems and everything. And I just don't know why the whole world is expected to fall in line with the Catholic point of view and the Catholic dating system. And to, it's so arbitrary that the, the uh, ADBC thing, nobody knows how old we are. We can argue to the till we fall asleep here. Nobody knows how old humanity is. Obviously, we're. Everybody agrees that we're more than 2,000 years old, so it's, again, a completely arbitrary and stupid dating system. Well, the Romans didn't even give them names until quite late in the game anyway. They originally had 10 months, and they were all unnamed, and they were just referred to as the dead period throughout winter. And it was just a time in which the government and the military really wasn't active. They were just hunkering down and waiting for the good seasons. They only started applying names to them after, like, Roman emperors and gods and deities. Like, Augustus was the, the basis for August. And then later on in the game, they added January and February. That's why our the dating of them, um, of the months, how September should be, Sep should be seven, but it's not in chronological or it doesn't make sense. It's because they've added extra ones in. Yep. Yeah, you go farther than October, which should be yeah. eight. December should be ten. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, and and I thought this was something that was really old until I saw this video. And th- this is a calendar from 1928 that had 13 months. Oh, we used to have 13 months in a year. I want y'all to look at this right here. Look, every t- the first always started on Sunday and the 28th. 28 days exactly with that extra month. That's how it used to be. Wait, there's 13 moon cycles in a year. Each cycle lasts 28 days. Here's the one that's really gonna get you, dude. So, conveniently, if we examine a turtle shell, we find the same pattern of numbers of lunar months in a year. You can count, you can count them. Look, there's 13 in the middle, and then there's 28 on the outside. Any turtle you can find, do it. Here's an example right here. Look at that. Boom, boom. See, it's just crazy. So many things are like the 28-day, the 13 cycles, the 13 zodiac signs. So September should be the seventh month, okay? Sept, and then what is oct, like octagon, eight. October should be the eighth month. So it should start in April. April should be the first one. Spring comes, it starts a new year. It makes so much more sense. I'm just saying, it's very interesting. The fact that a turtle shell, you can literally count on the shell Everything runs in cycles, man. Like a woman's cycle is every 28 days. There's the zo- the 13 zodiac signs. And the moon fa- the moon phases 28 days. It's crazy, man. It's really crazy. Did y'all know Boy, I don't tell you have- what. Look at this turtle shell. <laughs> yeah, he, he fell apart there at the end. But yeah, yeah. it's interesting, man. And it, isn't a fiscal year, doesn't that start in March or April? Well, I looked that up because the fiscal year, technically, they can start it whenever they want. Right. It's just a 12 month period. Now, what you, you what I I known as the fiscal year is it starts April or uh, yeah, April 1st. That's what I thought, yeah. Is you know, I know that's how our company is working now. Our old company did January to December, but this one does March to uh April, April to March, which And that coincides with April Fool's Day. Yes. That, so that whole starting... video was a tease, though, because he had, like, the original, like, 1928, 13-month calendar, 
and he clipped off the 13th month. Everything had a name, and I was waiting yeah. for him to scroll down to see what the name of the 13th month was. It said Sol. 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 Oh, there we go. Sol is the the god of Mithras. It's the god of the sun. Yeah. Wasn't and, there another one? When I typed calendar. it in here, too, it said Un December. I just typed into Google, what is what was the 13th month called? But yeah, on the video there, he said Sol, or it showed on mm. the screen Sol. Wasn't there one, too, Matt, that you showed that uh, on your Instagram where it was Darth? Or something like that? Uh, uh, I found uh, Ophiuchus is sometimes... Well, that is the 13th Zodiac. I swear that there was one called Darth, and we were, like, laughing about that because it's, like, Darth Vader, Darth Maul. Or, no, yeah. it was Vader. Vader, it that was Darth it. Vader. It was Vader. Yeah. Yeah. I knew I'd get there. Say enough <laughs> Star Wars shit, you land on it. That was yeah, it, man. Vader. I, I'm, I'm in. Just, I'm interested by all of this. That's why I was hoping to have this guy on to hear his version of it because I know he had five seasons, thirteen months, the whole deal. Um, but the whole turtle shell thing, you'd lose me with that shit, man. Like, <laughs> I, I get it. Nature does reflect a lot, but nature's numbers. If we're gonna rely on a turtle shell. We're pushing it just a little bit. I'll say from a business perspective, having every single month be 28 days would be uh, it would be a small thing, but I would definitely appreciate it. Um, I, I'm not going to get into details, but the, it, this actually affects me. I have to take into account e how long each month is. We have a leap year coming up uh, this year. 2024 is a leap year that actually matters for the month of February for me because shipments stop on on the 28th and they all ship they all stop on the 28th because of february so the computer system it doesn't have to have an extra step in there it just cuts it off at 28 so every month has to follow this 28 pattern so i'm just saying in my own personal life i would definitely like it if every month were only 28 days that would make it a lot easier for me and you know uh, they say women have their menstrual cycle that follow the moon cycle too right so this moon cycle this 13 uh 13 per year cycle it just seems sensible. I don't know why the uh, solar, so we say the solar calendar has to diverge from the lunar calendar. It would be way easier to have a 13-month year, I think, with all even even dates. I, I can't be the only business that is affected by the variation in the length of the month. You know, if you have a 28-day uh, February and a 31-day January, January is 10% longer than February this matters when you're crunching your numbers and making your orders and doing all this stuff. How much money did I make last month? Well, last month was 10% longer than this month. I'm just saying it's really stupid, actually. And I, I have to think about this every single month. Like, wow, I wish we didn't have 31-day months. It, thro it throws everything off. And and make sure you honor Black History Month also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the shortest month of the year. Never an Indian History Month, though. Forget them. Oh, man. There's some Indian stuff going on around Twitter right now. It is hilarious. Oh, my God. It, somebody stirred up some shit with the Indians, and they are on fire right now. But, hey. Like the Native American type Indians? No, no, no. Don't no. feathered. The, the, the 7-Eleven oh. Indians. Oh. <laughs> Those are the ones you don't want to mess with. Yeah. They, they, they can rally. They're all fired up. It's pretty funny. But, yeah. That's hilarious. They, they probably do this whole thing, though, um, to keep us out of whack with nature a little bit, right? Like if you're if you're focusing on twelves instead of the thirteens and the thirty ones and thirties instead of the twenty eights, it's probably just like slightly throwing us off. And with the accumulation of all the other things, it's 
it's just got to probably just keep us a little bit more out of whack, I would think. Well, even the change to daylight saving times increases uh, traffic accidents. Traffic accidents go up. And uh, the article I've, I've got here says it's a 6% increase. But I'm sure that changes place to place. But obviously, everybody knows it, it throws you off. Just throw us off by an hour. Well, what about a month? You know, our rhythm actually is everything. There's a very, very good argument to make that uh, a lot of the illness that we see around today is due to people messing up their circadian rhythm with using blue light because that um, that stops your um, pineal gland from producing melatonin and from sugar at night or alcohol. All these things disrupt our sleep. And yeah, I'm just saying we, we go on multiple cycles here in this world. You know, the tides have a cycle. We have a daily cycle. Our hormones are supposed to rise when we wake up in the day. It, it um, stimulates our pituitary gland behind the eyes to produce wake up hormones, basically. And like I said, at the night, uh, we're supposed to produce melatonin and we could throw this off. And there's a very, very good argument, like I said, to make that this has a lot to do with a lot of chronic disease. And I would say personally, from my experience in the health business, people who are on rotating shifts or night shifts are the hardest people to deal with. They're the hardest. They're the hardest people to help, including nurses. You know, their job is to help other people. But just by virtue of them screwing up their rhythm, their their schedule, their circadian rhythm, they are going to be the hardest to help them get healthy. You take all the supplements you want. You need to follow the Earth's circadian rhythm. And I also think the winter hibernation is part of that, too. Even in the tropics, they don't have a winter, but they have a rainy season and they spend a lot less time working. They spend a lot of time hanging out and recuperating. It's a, it's a hibernation period still, even if it's hot out. Well, I think that's the whole, you know, the whole show behind the industrial revolution, right? Is is breaking up that rhythm totally, and getting us in the the work cycle right getting starting with the education system right getting us used to the bell system being able to respond i mean think about the first time they did that when they started running that on people you know right ringing a bell every time you need to move people that's got to wear on your nerves after a while and we've become so acclimated and, and used to hearing a noise and reacting to it immediately depending on what it is whether it's your microwave your telephone you know your alarm clock um and that's just not natural right it's it's not it's not part of the natural rhythm it's in and and i think that's the whole thing in all this is just to get us away the whole system is to get us as far away from natural as possible I even mean, as something <laughs> even something as similar uh simple as the evening news you know they get you all jacked up and angry and stuff as you're supposed to be relaxing and sliding into sleep and yeah. what you were, you were saying about school the children actually have a, a a distorted circadian rhythm. They actually are supposed to sleep later. They're supposed to stay up later and sleep later. And as we get older, we naturally incline towards going to sleep earlier and waking up earlier. You know, old people are famous for waking up at like three or four in the morning and they're, they're good to go. And children are naturally supposed to wake up later. They get their energy surges and their hormone surges later. So I find it interesting that elementary schools start so early and often high school students start a little bit later, whereas it should be the opposite. The, the younger the children are, the, the more they actually should be sleeping in. It's, it's good for them and their development and everything and their hormones. So, yeah, if it looks it certainly looks deliberate. If you're trying to design a system, a society that 
mess with our rhythm and our connection to the natural rhythm of the world, this would be the way to do it. Even the fixation of time is such an arbitrary type of a thing because I don't know about you guys, but if I'm fixated on time and wanting to get things done within a certain time allocation, it seems like the time goes by really quickly. But if I go outside, maybe go to the farm, work for a little bit and just don't even look at my phone, don't look at my watch, it seems like I accomplish a lot more over the space of the day because I'm not cognizant of beating a certain time frame or getting something done before a certain event. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you 100% on that. I, I think the whole concept of time, right? I mean, that's a whole rabbit hole in itself because mm. it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. But here, I, I just wanted to show everybody, this is Drew sent this over. This is that 13-month uh, calendar, and you do see after June is Seoul. And that's from June 18th, shockingly, the day before Juneteenth uh, until June, July 15th. So... I don't know what to make of all of it. It's interesting. That's for sure. I'm not a expert by any means in any of this. That's why I was hoping to get some. Well, what is interesting about it is that several of those posts, and I saw that post too, it was going pretty viral, the one that you shared. Yeah. But several of them are talking about how, um, you know, sept is supposed to mean seven and oct means eight. But when they insert that soul month, that actually pushes all those months even further so that um, September is now uh, the 10th month in, instead of the 9th. And October is now the 11th month. So it just pushes it even further to where its um, uh, name is supposed to correspond with its number, which would make sense. It would make a lot of sense. Oct being the 8th month and and uh, December being the 10th month. De- so on. But yeah, the, the soul in there just pushes that all even Why, even why would you away. not just adjust the names? I, I mean, common sense would say okay the the september is still going to be the seventh month we'll just soul around that right i mean i don't know that's and put january and february at the end yeah i mean they don't really matter where they are it's just an arbitrary name at this point it's it's just a name who cares i mean at least make some sense of it i think it's just more they just don't give a shit here take it you know (laughs) october is what it is whether it's the eighth month or the tenth month Mm. yeah and maybe those aren't even the names you know, that's true too. That I mean, seems who, like- who gave those names? Obviously, it was the church. So we're going off a Roman-based system. Yeah, yeah, man. the The whole thing that I was learning about the um, like real bloodlines of the Illuminati, supposedly, and who knows if they're the real ones or not. But um, by the way, Drew, someone was suggesting that you should do a um, name breakdown of all these families, um, like the the Borias um the the medicis the orsinis and things like that see if you can find shit with their names and uh, yeah yeah maybe break that down the it, it, they're interesting man they're the borgia is a good one to look into well, yeah because send me a list man give me a list of the uh big players and i'll yeah I'll okay. have a look at them because the borgias i was i just got into this book i forgot what it's called i think it's called dogs of war or something like that but it's all about how uh goes back to spain around yeah. you know spain how they, italy they reconquered over the Moors and then, you know, Columbus and the Inquisition and all that stuff. And it really gets into how it seems like 1492 was a well orchestrated year, uh, you know, and, and Borgia just so happened to be the Pope at the time who was like, yeah, I, 
I, I'm glad that you say Borgia because I'm not sure if it's Borgia or Borgia, whatever it is, but it seems like it would be Borgia because there's a G, but I know if it's Spanish, it would be a silent G. The, H so. the HBO show was the Borgias. So. Yeah, okay. That's what I was kind of thinking it was too. So yeah, but another thing too with the Borgias is that um, supposedly the image that um, Christians and Catholics and shit use for Jesus Christ is a, is a Borgia. It, it's yeah, actually, his son. Yeah. Yeah. It's his kid. He's a Borgia. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, pretty that's wild. Why he's got the long, goofy, straight hair. And yeah, it, he looks like a kind of like a 80s rock star more so than Jesus would have. And he's shredded, though. He's got a nice six yeah. pack. Oh, of course. <laughs> shredded. You know, up on the cross, just shredded to the nines. Like, yeah, dude. he's got to look hot. The savior has but to look <laughs> but have a look at like the representation in artwork today where people depict Trump as being like the God Emperor is the person who's going to save America. In a thousand years' time, that could be the depiction of some kind of new God, and we'd have no idea because it's so far in the sure. future. Well, that's what I was thinking too, is that I feel like if this this uh bloodline list gets recreated in like a hundred or two hundred years, I, I really think that the Obamas will be on that, man. Like they're like the way that they're shaping culture and they're and they're doing all kinds of things like with their production company. Um I think it's called like higher ground media or something. But one of the families, they like opted out of getting like like being a part of the royals and they consider themselves like just part of society, like just average average Joes for centuries. And that's kind of what the Obamas are doing. Obviously, it hasn't been centuries. It's been decades, but shit moves so fast now that, you know, it's not going to be centuries. It'll be yeah, a couple decades before people forget what the hell's going on already. So we're going to have the, the Obamas, the Swifts. Yeah, the Swifts, the Kelseys. No, but, you know, I don't the, the think Bezos, that it's that much of a... The Gates. Exactly. Gates, yes. It's yeah. all the CIA puppets, but the... Honestly, those aren't the people with the most money. Those are the people that they tell us have the most money. The people well, that that's have how the it, most money, we don't know about. That's how it went with the original bloodlines of the Illuminati. It's the Rothschilds, the Bundys, yeah. the Astors. Like, those people aren't the wealthiest families in the world, right? Like, there's obviously some very more powerful people than them, but they're the ones that are kind of, like, on the forefront. So, I don't know. I just feel like maybe there will be, like, a new list. Obviously, we'll all be long gone when this thing comes out, but... Just imagine that they that they talk about apocalypse. Yeah, or like yeah, whenever something you whenever shit gets built back, if you know they're just, talking it's about just building like back a changing better. of the old guard, like they change the old names out with new ones. Yeah, yeah. And I think if I'm you saying. know if you know the names, they're probably not big players. I kind of equate them to being like Walmart greeters. They're out front in the open where you can see them, and the people that are really running the show, they're in an office upstairs looking at all the people getting around their rascal scooters, eating yeah. the shitty food. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like the Rothschilds definitely have some power, but not as much as we think, maybe, you know, so. Well, like I said, they run the Bank of London. That's pretty powerful. And, right. And, and the central banks and things like that. Right. But imagine little... the people above them. Money probably doesn't mean anything to the people above them. Like, what do they covet as power beyond? Because like, those control? people are lizards, Drew. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I could actually buy that. Honestly, that they're not not necessarily lizards, but just other other beings, not necessarily human. I could buy that. Like, it wouldn't shock. I don't think any of us if like that came out as news. You know what I mean? Just because of how how weird shit is, man. Remnants like the, of the Anunnaki. Yeah, dude. Well, dude, that's what I was joking 
I haven't gotten to talk with you since the Miami alien thing, right? But oh, like the geez. whole story <laughs> of the Anunnaki and all this shit, how they wanted to they wanted to bang human chicks, right? Yeah. What better place for aliens to go than Miami? Are you kidding the, me? Yeah. To bang Latinas, dude. That's like big booty Latinas. I mean, they're going to be disappointed when they see all the uh, the ass implants and stuff. But I mean, on the surface, they look fun. So I think that's the spot for them to go for sure. I thought they were just going for an orange Julius stand, but you know. <laughs> they wanted Coke and they wanted Cuban women. <laughs> I thought they, they were just Hasids and they tunneled all the way down to Miami and came up there instead of just popping out of the New York tunnel systems. It's blind yeah. while they're all in black. Jesus Christ. How about that too? I mean, like, dude, <laughs> what is going on right now? We got, you know, and and obviously the whole Miami monster thing is pretty comical. And but then you do, you have like this tunnel shit going on, and it's like right there in front of you. Like they're building tunnels from a synagogue to a children's museum. Hmm. <laughs> nothing it's like the two-week news cycle isn't two weeks anymore it's like a two to three day news cycle because something more crazy seems to pop up max max yeah if you get two to three days that's a headliner right there that's some that's some big boy news like even even the stupid shit biden does doesn't last two days anymore even stupid shit trump does doesn't last. i mean his indictments don't last two days anymore it's just it's it, it, like it's like pedal to the metal right now okay let's go next one and and they're doing a, a wide variety, you know, they're doing it pretty well. We just, you know, we're kind of slowly working our way into a World War Three scenario in the Middle East, which is always reassuring, you know, when we just start bombing random countries. It's good. It's good. They is that an issue when it's... Is that an issue when it's... Is that an issue when it's self, say. though? Like all these stories that are pumping out that maybe get two or three days airtime... That makes feel like time is speeding up because usually we're so used to having something spoken about on the news for two to three weeks straight. That's yeah. always been the uh, operandus Monday for the media is to push something repeatedly until it dies. Now they don't spend any time on it. They just find the next story, the next story, the next story. And it makes us feel like time's going quicker. It really is unreal how much has happened in the last few years, or I guess four years now we're in 2024 since 2020 unreal amount of events have happened it is it's exhausting it's mentally and spiritually exhausting honestly physically exhausting even i i can't keep up with it but i you hear about all this stuff i don't know man i think we all gotta collectively dump social media or something to stop this constant exposure because it's probably just a natural consequence of being so connected there's always something happening somewhere in the world but we we have to disconnect. This, this is craziness. Yeah, I've been writing down all the weird shit that's happened this year so far. So far, I've got the Miami aliens. I've got Hunter Biden in Congress. I don't know if you guys saw him running out. Yeah. yeah, Congress yeah. When he got asked <laughs> questions. And then now I also have the Jewish tunnels. He so, had to know he would be asked some kind of question. This had to be planned in the beginning. As soon as I get asked some question, I'm going to bounce. Like, obviously, oh, yeah. you're going to get a, asked a question. You showed up to Congress. Right. Wow. So that's why it's just one of those distractions. So yeah, I'm writing them all down. Gonna go back at the end of the year and uh go over those. We have three things so far. We're only on day fourteen. I years. remember when Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton was like all the media would talk about and then nine eleven and then that's all they would talk about for like six months straight. And I never thought I would look back on that as the good old days where you only had one thing to hear about 
until you get sick of it and then they come up with something new or something new happens yeah as some two three things happening a day here is just uh it's insane nobody's got time to talk about tsunamis or anything and i'm not hearing i'm not saying i want to talk about the tsunamis but i, I thought uh i heard that the other day too there was some earthquakes and natural disasters <laughs> like they don't even have time in the news cycle because there's just so much happening you can't even talk about an actual disaster mm. yeah man i don't know if you guys seen the movie nightcrawler too like not to just keep bringing up movies but it's funny that movie shows with jake gyllenhaal and uh what a nightcrawler is is basically someone that goes out and films you know crazy shit going on in the world they film it and then they sell the clips to the news right so like that's what a nightcrawler is and um he's a nightcrawler in it and you just kind of get like this really interesting look of what hollywood portrays as like behind the scenes for the news right like they basically know not to spoil the movie for anyone but they basically know that jake gyllenhaal is going out and setting up these crimes and like breaking the law to get good footage and they're just like yeah just keep getting it it's good like it, we we need to keep people in fear like it, you know it's just an interesting kind of look into it but fun movie for anyone that's interested and then you got the addition of TikTok, where you get micro segments of information which is essentially infotainment and people seem to buy it whole hock something gets put out on TikTok, like the miami aliens one's a great example so many people went off one guy's TikTok as being the absolute truth didn't bother to research it didn't attempt to debunk it themselves didn't look any further didn't try to verify any of the stuff you put out that went wild on the internet, went viral. Then two or three days later, he came out and said he was talking smack and it wasn't true. But yeah. no one bothered to watch that one. Yeah. Well, th this is all. these are all just experiments, right? I think that that's what social media is. And um, yeah, man, I mean, you see, you just see the way that people, like they, they believe what they want to believe, even if the, the truth is right in front of them. It's just, it's easy and it's sexy. It's fun to just believe in your own thing. There's your truth, and that's it. That's all that matters to you is your truth. So, I don't know, man. It is wild, though. It's funny. I think every every single one of these events, even if they were real, they really do distract us from our own connection with our own life. And, and I think that is the most important thing. I don't know if that uh, sounds too selfish or whatever, but I think a lot of this um, new agey spiritual stuff points us towards the self and embracing the self and embracing wherever we're at here right now in the moment, our own peace in the moment and everything like that, your connection with the earth, wherever you are in the world. And just no matter what, I, I can't think of anything they could put on the news that would benefit us spiritually and mentally. Like what, what could possibly happen? What could they possibly show to us that would enhance our growth? Almost everything takes us away from, forget about the world word almost, Everything they show on the television takes us away from our connection with the present, the the here and the right now. Damn it, Ryan! As you're talk, as you're talking about that whole my truth thing, it just sparked a memory of The Simpsons predicting things again, where Homer has the whole sex scandal and the woman's on the show going, "Oh, I've never met Homer Simpson. I don't know Homer Simpson, but I." And she starts crying, and the host goes, "Don't worry, your tears tell more than truth ever could." <laughs> It's true. What about the feel good stories? The uh the dog um saves a, a cat or some it shit. It just doesn't it it actually do anything for my life. Kitten. It doesn't do anything. You know, I need to do what I need to do right here and right now. It just has nothing to do with what anybody else is doing anywhere in the world or any feel good story or anything like that. And even the the 
the feel good. It's such a fleeting thing. And it, I, I can't even really call it real. You can have your own feel good stories within your life. We have our own feel good and our feel bad stories. And right. we usually need more than a day or two to linger on each one of those experiences. And so just anything entering in from this ether out there that could include anything. It's so wild, man. Like I never, never thought about so much of this stuff before it showed up in the news and it was probably better that way. I just, I can't see how anybody else's uh, suffering or success on the news could possibly benefit me. Most of the gurus that I'm aware of say, don't compare yourself to anyone else anyway. So whether it's good or bad, <laughs> you know, your focus should be on, on yourself and your own life. And, and the ice baths. people in it. <laughs> ice baths and sauna. Ice baths. Yeah, waking up at 4 a.m. That's well, what I just got to go check that. the mail if I want an ice bath. And probably that, too. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm I'm coin- I'm, oh, go ahead, Drew. Oh, so I'm going to quickly coin a new phrase. You had the night crawlers, which they get like the crazy stories. Well, these feel-good stories, maybe they're day crawlers, and they literally go out and they hand a orangutan a kitten and then film it for the news for the feel-good stuff. It's all pre-edited, pre-made, ready scripted That might stuff. not. Uh, I think that might turn into a real quick. It might turn into a night crawler story if you hand a orangutan a kitten. But <laughs> I like I like where your head's at. But I, I like Ryan the the way that you're talking, man. Like you know, you're you're a uh, you know you have your shit together, right? Um, A lot of people don't, man. And I think a lot of people need some bullshit because they're kind of just floating through life and they're never not going to float through life. There's a lot of people like that. So like for about 90% of the podcasts out there. (laughs) What do you mean? It's no, it's just a lot of bullshit, right? A lot of people just floating through life. Right. And, and like, you know, like, look at the amount of people that are obsessed with Jersey Shore. Look at the amount of people that are obsessed with the Sister Wives show. Is Jersey right? Shore still on? Are you? T- that's is that the truth? I believe it's like a yeah. vacation now. Like, yeah, they bring the families and shit together. Stop it. Yeah. So, like, all these people that are just obsessed with these things, the Kardashians, like, those people need something because they know deep down. Like the people that are obsessed with shows like that, they know that they're never going to amount to anything. Or the Taylor Swift fans. Yes. All those people, they're they're perpetual. I don't want to say losers because that sounds mean, but that's essentially what they are. Like they they have no goals of leaving the world better. They're distracted. Or, it's a nice. That's why they that's why they idolize people though. They idolize yeah. people because they don't have anything in their life that has meaning. So they put meaning on some kind of idol. And in this day and age, they're celebrities. That's why they're called followers. It's like well, and that's what's crazy religion. Is that a lot of these people that are obsessed with these things, they have kids, right? So, like, it, it, the way that you're saying that too, Drew, it's accurate. And I think it's the way that a lot of people feel. Every single mother and father out there, for the most part, even if they're faking being good ones, they all say, like, I'll do anything for my kid, right? But they wouldn't, dude. A lot of these people just are obsessed with themselves. And that's why their escape is Taylor Swift or, you know, the Kardashians or the sister wives right now is the newest thing. But it's like, yeah, those people, those people just are are lost and, and they're never going to find their way. So they need these things. Well, and spiritually you, you, empty, I think, is yeah. a good way to describe. And, and I should just say, I don't know any of these people. Actually, I'm sure they exist. I'm sure there's people I went to high school who, with who fit into this category. But all the people I know are focused on what's going on in their life you know their wife their friends whatever whatever they're doing on the weekend it's it's a small world and i think it should be a small world but yeah when you're spiritually empty 
you're not getting any spiritual food at all, then yeah, of course, you've, you've got to take in whatever they're feeding you, whether it's it's sports and talk shows and just whatever it is going on. Consumerism, right, right? There's so much for them to feed you all the time. And yeah, in absence of real um, fulfillment and, and peace and spiritual fulfillment, and I'm not even religious, I'm just saying, if you've got enough stuff to fill up your life, you, you don't need this stuff. In fact, it's difficult to care about any, any of this stuff. You know, if I've heard this from a hundred different people too, like, yeah, I used to care about this, this, and this, and this, and I just can't be bothered to care anymore. And I find myself caring about such a small list of things. I can't even find stuff on YouTube to watch because I don't care about any of it. And I think that's uh, the proper way to be. Most of this is just I'm, nonsense. I'm glad you, somebody else feels the same way because I used to spend hours on YouTube. Just oh, it used to be videos. great, yeah. And now I'm just like, I, I can't find anything. There's nothing that. But you notice it's not even just a, an outright shift in content. Like I'm sure we used to both watch similar stuff. You'd watch a four-hour documentary yeah. on Hollow Earth. You know, a six-hour documentary just on Tower uh, Building Seven. You know. And it's not that that stuff doesn't exist anymore, but I think it's that we've moved on, not just individually, but also collectively in the conspiracy community. You know, we've kept up with lots of trends over the years. And I think most of us at this point just get it like, OK, it's all a lie. Just don't believe anything the government says. And let's try and find some way to stop paying taxes and, you know, take our own power back in our own life. And once you're at that point, none of that stuff really matters. I don't know how long we're supposed to look into these um these conspiracies and stuff, but it's gotten quite boring to me. And there is a shift in the content itself, but there's also <laughs> probably an even stronger shift in the fact that I just don't care about almost any of it anymore. Yeah. Well, it's all gotten mainstream. Conspiracies were never supposed to be so mainstream. There's, I mean, everybody like kind of talks about it. There's so much shit on YouTube that is like safe conspiracy stuff. It's none of it's good. So that's what's, you know, all the good shit gets taken down. Like businesses who are messing around and stuff and the festivals well, that people screw the, around and screw well, any, any of the reels that go viral, right? I mean, most of them are they're part of the mainstream sandbox conspiracies at this point. The yeah, stuff yeah. that like it sounds really bad, but the stuff we used to watch for like four or five hours back in the day, people do little TikTok clips of. And it's something that's not new under the sun. It's something that's been regurgitated 30, 40 times, but because it's managed to get a hold of the algorithm. It becomes big, but we don't bother looking at that stuff because like, we've been there. We've done that. Well, it was like Osama bin Laden's letter, right? I mean, that yeah. came out and that was like all over TikTok. And it's like, okay, guys, we talked about this back then. It was nothing then. It's nothing now. It's like, but it it was all the news and it got people all wrapped up for a couple, you know, two news cycles. It's all tanks. Yeah, that's it. And you're hooked and you're wrapped up into it. And it, I don't know, I, I I find it boring. I mean, it's, it's a lot of the way I look at a lot of the, you know, I used to be balls deep into sports and now I'm like, I, a lot of it, I don't care. Like if I miss it, oh, well, if I watch it, great, you know, every now and then I'll catch it. I don't even follow uh, any of the like major sports leagues anymore. Like I used to yeah. follow them pretty religiously. The outcome doesn't change your life unless you're placing bets, which maybe that's one reason they're pushing uh, gambling so hard these days. Sports betting. My gosh. Wow. How hard they're pushing sports betting these days. Oh, yeah. That's the only reason to watch. Come on. It's got to be. 
No, yeah. And I'll tell you, it does do a lot. Like, it makes it more exciting. I love betting UFC. I talk about it all the time. Like, it's not, uh, you know, a secret to anybody. But, yeah, man, it makes, like, already a very entertaining sport just exponentially more fun to watch. You know, so... Yeah, I think it. I and, and I actually enjoy it. You know, like it, like legitimately enjoy it. I'm sure it's spiritually, you know, empty or whatever. I don't really care though. Like, I'm not really <laughs> trying to find. Like, I'm not trying to find out where we come from. I'm fine. Like, moving through life, honestly, like learning information that is gonna gonna like. Like, I don't know. What do you think you do with like all this information? Unless you're like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna sell the information. You're going to either learn from it you're you're not you're you're still like utilizing the information and it's not just to necessarily grow as a person most people like when they learn stuff it's to win an argument right it's to it's to turn around and sell it or something you know like myself included when i'm learning shit i'm trying to put it into an episode and turn it into some kind of content right and that's what everybody does man so like at the end of the day it's it is just kind of like i don't know you can get nihilistic real quick with all this shit before everything was turned into a monetization opportunity i'm positive that all four of us here just watched conspiracy theories because they were interesting sure and i'm presuming that you guys were like me and like i wanted to see what the world really was and uh basically just to know how i should act you know what I, what i should do what i gotta watch out for you know, I always knew the government was something to be feared and something that I need to take account for in planning my own life and operating. But uh, then this whole conspiracy thing opened us up to, oh, hey, they might be manipula manipulating us through movies and through music. And it's basically to apply it to our own lives, to, to live a better life. I don't want to be manipulated. I don't want to have my emotions and thoughts controlled in any way. And I don't want to participate in the machine. And once, you know, you get to a certain level in, in the rabbit hole, uh, of conspiracy theories and you then again like i said earlier you just understand oh okay it's all bs and for me yeah. i just took my cue to stay separated from society i was never really part of society just stay away from it continue to stay away from it and then you know now that my life is actually a thing i have i have you know my own thing my business i've, I've got a wife i've got all this i just don't i don't need any of that you know i know that it's all bs i don't listen to a word that the government says i don't pay for news and I, it's only because I work on Instagram, I make my living on Instagram, that I, I'm exposed to what is considered news today. But I would I definitely, at this point, prefer to just completely turn everything off. And I'm, I don't need to live in the woods to do this. Just completely turn everything off and just live my own darn life. I got books to read. I got paintings to paint. I got time to spend with my wife and my loved ones. I got fires to have, you know, and... and meals to cook and like that literally is what life is i don't think it needs to be anything bigger than that no well, i think that's not money to do that stuff though you know yeah well i make money and i have i have a career you know but i just don't need the external input it, it regardless of what's happening in the world i'm going to continue doing what i'm doing you know we had this whole pandemic thing it did it disrupted business and everything like that but i'm in the health business you know it's just Things change, but I don't. I don't really care whether it was COVID or not. I would have continued doing what we we're doing. Yeah, I mean, it I sounds that... nice, but I mean, like, we all like nice things, you know. Like, you have to have, you have to work to have nice things. You know what I mean? Like, I and I get what you're saying. It, it like I said, it sounds nice. It sounds great. Just spend all your time with your family. 
but you you can't do that. Like no one can really do that at the end of the day with the, well, the way that things are constructed. I work well, yeah, I work from home as well, but it's like, like, especially if you're focusing on your job, you know, you can't read while you're working. You know what I mean? Like you can't read for entertainment while you're working. And like, you know, you're, you're also in a unique position to where, you know, and like I said, it's it, mine is similar. I, I get to work from home too. And, and it's, it's, you know, enjoyable. I, I, I say this all the time, dude, like, yeah, it'd be great to just get away from the internet, but I wouldn't have my job from home without the sure. internet. True. Yeah, I, may, I may be in the logging industry, honestly, or something else. Yeah, no, I get it. But what I can do is ignore the news. I can. Right. There's a lot of accounts. We have several different Instagram accounts. And, and on each one of them, there's people that just blast. Uh, they just send you posts every single day. I'm sure they have they they auto post to multiple people and just share a whole bunch of stuff. It gets nuts. For years, I've, I've let this happen. And uh, I'm just, you know, now and then there is a gem in there and I'll repost it or something like that. And, and I usually just ignore most of what's sent to us. But right. even now, recently, last week, I, I had to put my foot down and block a few people and giving threats to other people. Stop sending me videos or I'm going to block you immediately. Because I can't take it anymore. Honestly, it's been uh, it, it, the news was always this. It was always bad news, mostly 98 percent bad news but specifically within the last four years it's just it's so much it's so hard to keep up with i'm so focused on what i'm doing in my own life i literally genuinely don't have time to hear any of this nonsense and the nonsense never stops and they've cranked it up to 11 and, and just i'm just saying you can ignore it whatever you're doing sure. in life whether you work on the internet or not you do not have to read the news there are so few careers that depend on reading the news and all most of those are in the news right so if you're not right. If you're not a news anchor, a journalist, or a politician, you can turn it off and just live your life, you know, fix cars or dig ditches or do whatever it is that you do for a living. You, the news is totally inconsequential to your life. It only becomes consequential when you let it in and let it affect your emotions and your decisions. Well, you've both hit on a point that's that's actually quite relevant. It's reprioritizing what you deem to be important in life. And I think that's the difference between what you would consider new age conspiracy theorists versus our generation and our ilk. Because we had to go through the process of watching four-hour videos and then confirming or dismissing things we found, doing additional research, looking at things. And through that process, it made us more reflective on what does this actually do to my life? Does it actually change anything knowing this? Can I do anything about it by knowing this? And a lot of the time, it's a resounding no. So it helps you reprioritize what's important in your life. Whereas the young people that are watching little short clips that maybe are on TikTok or a short 10-minute video, they get blackpilled instantly. And that nihilism, that blackpilled stuff, that takes up their entire lives. Everything's a negative. They can't do anything. They can't change it. But they didn't have that process of going through and that reflective part of how does this impact me? Does it change my life? What does it do for me on a personal level? They don't go through that because they haven't had the actual time to research. They're just taking on all the negative information, all the bad stuff for conspiracy and not actually filtering out and seeing how it applies to their life. Mm. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why I got into this, Drew, was to kind of you know, understand the proverbial rules of the game and understand what was going on. And in order to do that, I had to dig into some of those dark little holes and understand, you know, you have to go to those dark places. But at the end of the day, what I did was then be able to take that and put it in perspective and say, okay, how can I in my life avoid this as much as possible? I know I have to interact with it. It's an inevitable, but in what ways can I avoid that system and detach myself from it as much as I can? 
You and know, you've said Gatlin. this long to get to that conclusion. No, and I think yeah. that's the issue. But lots of people have gone down the route of thinking that they can change the world. They can stop the cabal and get movements like Q and stuff, which kind of make this more appealing to people. But we've gone through the whole idea of, you know, what I actually can't change that. I can't do anything on an individual level except look after myself, my family, reprioritize. And like you'd said, Ryan, ignore things. Sometimes you just have to ignore stuff that's out there. Because what like does it actually do by it knowing too. I enjoy yeah, just laughing at some of the news. Like, come on. <laughs> this, this is such it's, nonsense. Yeah. Like, stop. It's exactly I, what I was going to say, Matt, is that, like, I know, Drew, you do this a lot. Matt does this a lot. I, I know I do this a lot. Ryan, I'm not sure if you do it, but just posting shit and making fun of, like, what's going on. Like, that's that's kind of where you get when when you're, when you've been looking at it for a while. The way that, like, Joe and Jen and Ben say it, Planet Retard, it's just, like, it's just fully goofy and like all you can do is laugh at it otherwise you're gonna get pissed off yeah i have an uncle who uh woke up during covid was a total normal civilian before that and yeah we're only four years in now and he's still in the phase where everything's a conspiracy theory and i i'm permanently in that stage more or less but i don't need to talk about it because i just i don't care I used to care so much about so many different things. And I would say that's actually the backbone of mental illness is caring too much about too many things, things you can't control. Sure. How how do people think about me and all this stuff? And it's probably partially just getting older, but also I think it, it does come with this wisdom and this confidence. Like, okay, I understand it's all BS. That means I just genuinely don't need to think or stress about it. I already, I have my plan. I have what I do. I uh, pay as little taxes as I can so I don't support the beast. I've got my own life and my own future ahead of me and whether or not uh however long that future is it doesn't it doesn't really matter i don't i don't really care i can't control these things i don't know i'm just saying my uncle is one of these people who's uh, bothered by so many things and and is still finding out new things and is still perturbed by it in some way but yeah there there is a point that i got to years ago that was just like yeah okay it's all it's all bs so i don't need to believe in anything i don't need to have i don't need to trust anyone or anything and it's it doesn't need to be as dark and lonely as it sounds. It's just like, oh, I'm just going to worry about me and the people that are that are in my life. Like I said, I got best friends. I've got family. I've got a wife. That's plenty. That's more than enough. That's all we would have had for the majority of our existence. We wouldn't be living in cities and have networks of thousands of people, right? All these Facebook friends that we hardly have any connection to. No, we would and have a plan. dozen people. We'd have a plan. dozen people. We'd know the name of 80 other people. You know, we'd have known them forever and... I don't know, just the world will be much smaller. And I think that's how it's supposed to be. And I'm, I very much enjoy keeping my world small, putting effort into keeping it small. And one of those things is, is not letting in what's going on in the world. I just genuinely don't care what's going on in Ukraine. I don't care if Sweden invades Denmark. I have Danish friends. I have Swedish friends. I just don't care. You know, it's just not part of my life. It sounds cynical. It sounds whatever. But uh, you're people, part of the problem, Ryan. People are spending so much time about uh, caring about everything else, whether they can do anything about it or not. And all of that time is time they're not spending on improving their own life. That's it. You don't think that that medieval citizens had brands like just the average everyday person oh, wow. as their brand? This is this isn't your brand, you know. But yeah, it's just it's so stupid, dude. Like it's just like the the a person with a hundred followers on Instagram is trying to uphold their brand so that they can get some followers on social media and 
smash that like button you know like all that shit it's just kind of funny to to think about but yeah man i actually got to get going here pretty soon because i need to go run to my parents house and pick up a package here shortly yeah let's wrap it we'll wrap it up here okay uh, we will reconvene tomorrow with hank from the 643 conspiracy podcast oh he's coming on too sweet yeah so we'll do it we'll do this we'll throw this out there as a little bonus and then uh we'll have the real monday night master debaters tomorrow night what's hank about hank is uh a six he's from 643 conspiracy he's sports he's about baseball yeah he likes baseball uh he likes likes hitting dingers conspiracies just uh yeah he got he got into a podcast over the summer so he's relatively new to this as well but he's, one of he's our, my favorite redneck i love oh, his dude, accent he's great from arkansas and uh yeah so we'll have fun tomorrow night we'll mix in a little bit of sports not too much ryan i know you hate it so it's fun uh, to talk about you gotta live partially in the matrix partially yes every partially. now and then you gotta you gotta dabble your foot in there a little bit you know yeah, because you, you, everyone just thinks that you're crazy if not, you know? Yeah. Like, and I, I understand. Maybe it doesn't matter what everyone else thinks, but yeah. it's fun. It's fun to talk about this stuff sometimes. And Drew, I, you got to check out Shane Gillis's new stand-up special. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but he he talks about Australia in the first, like, 15 minutes of yeah. it or so. It's and on it's, Netflix. Dude, it's okay. so funny, but I, it's actually my favorite special right now. I watched it again the oh, other day. It, it kills. He's got a great... A uh, bit on George Washington towards the end. That's hilarious. Well, like uh, when he talks about the the Australians, he's like, "I got made fun of by an Australian goth." Yeah, yeah. they still have goths in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like, and he's like, "I'm actually really dark and twisted." Like he's doing like the fucking accent. Dude. It's so funny. Man. Uh, so check that out tonight. Well, if you well, before we go, I wanted to tell a story about a duck. So we had uh, this Australian with us in Costa Rica. I've worked in Costa Rica for a few years trying to restore the reef and it couldn't happen but so i was there leading this small team and we had this australian with us graham was his name i'm not afraid of embarrassing him uh funny guy miss him but uh yeah we, he was scared to walk home because we all stayed with different family members and stuff in the village we're in the boonies in costa rica here and so he's got to go to his his home thing and uh he was always scared to walk home because there was a dog there that would always bully him basically so we had to walk him home and uh, same thing, if you wanted to walk up to the sort of convenience store at the top of the hill, there was uh, this house with a, a duck and a goose. And they were both extremely aggressive, this duck and this goose. And uh, you'd, ha- you'd have to stand up to them. Everybody knew, you know, as you walk by, they're going to try and punk you. You have to puff your chest out, too. And you say, you stay the heck away from me, you duck. I'm going to the store. But uh, this uh, Graham, this Australian, he was he was really freaked out. We had to walk him to the store. I just wanted to throw that story out there when we were talking about the giant goose. Like, yeah, these geese were not that big, but uh, it was enough to intimidate ostensibly a grown man here. So, yeah, I could see a a horse sized duck being fairly intimidating. Yeah, it it, it could be. But you just got to stand up to those geese is my point here. Don't let them. Hmm. Yeah. Hold your ground. That's that should be the name of the episode. Stand up to those geese. Stand up to the geese. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're all talk. They're all talk. They they weigh like five pounds all, all said and done. They just look way bigger and stronger than they are. They really are weak. They can't do much to you, even if they peck you. Oh, as a 200 pound man, you can absolutely kill a duck. No, I mean, easy with your bare hands. So, yeah, just uh, don't be afraid of them. Let them know who's boss. Don't let a goose, a goose punk you. Come on. Yeah, don't get punked by a goose, man. Come on. All right. Anybody, Drew, you want to tell everybody where they can find you? 
Yeah, Drew, missing your Missing the Point podcast, M-I-S-S-E-N, uh, and Conspiracy Theatre 3000 with my lovely friend Ryan here and Moral Bob. He's really dark and twisted. Yeah, <laughs> dark and twisted. <laughs> Dude, you got to watch it, Drew. I mean, he nails the, the accent. He's he does so give it so a look. Good. Sounds a pisser. So yeah, fun. Man. Ryan, stuff. where can they find you? Talking to me. Oh, notusbooks.org. You can find everything that I do, including my podcast, Notice and Friends. I know I said not us, but really it's Notice. And it's just spelled not us. Notice and Friends. Had some really good episodes recently, honestly. I'm proud of them. We've got some good stuff coming out too, including tomorrow. We've got a great episode coming out. Uh, yeah, been, been enjoying it, finding my groove finally. So yeah, not it's us. Always fun when you hit that man. When you get in a good groove and start putting stuff out, and there's nothing worse on the other end when you hit like a dry spell and you just can't put anything together that you feel is good work. Well, I've got a thousand books to go through still. If I ever run out of ideas, we'll just start. We'll, we'll just do that full time. Go through books. Yeah, on podcast. There's enough to do, but yeah, no, it, it feels good once you finally, finally get comfortable. Oh, definitely, cool, man. Ryan, what do you got going on over on? Definitely, man. I'll be world? back. Uh, be back next uh, next episode too, and um, just the same old stuff, dude. I'm trying to get more into a groove, you know, like how you're saying it. It does kind of suck, but I'm a lot more busy than I was just last year, so it's just. You know, yeah, <laughs> I but... think everybody is, man. It's one of those where there's just not every, everybody's getting out of that COVID slow time. Yeah, it's almost like we need an extra month in the year. Almost, <laughs> right? That would help so much. Just having an extra month for some reason, I don't know why it would help. And we'd also get we we get an even number of paychecks too. I wanted to bring that up too. Like that that matters. Do you get four paychecks this month, or do you get five, or do you get three? You know, forget this. Um, uh, changing dates you know every seven days means yeah you could have three checks in a month you could have five checks in a month it would be way everything would be so much easier on 28 day month but it wouldn't be as fun you wouldn't know it's like a guessing game am i gonna get three three checks or five five's a bonus am go- check am i gonna be eating ramen noodles this week or steak yeah, yeah. What I get? <laughs> can i afford a, a full ounce or just a half you know it's like what, what are we doing but yeah man I'm with you, though. But, Matt, you got anything going on? No, man. I'm getting ready. I I can't wait for tomorrow night. I'm looking forward to talking to Hank. It's been a minute. So it'll be fun. All right, gentlemen. It's been real. Everybody stay strong. Question everything. E.C. Wars of the late 1800s with his arch nemesis Thomas Edison over which current to run through wires newly powering cities and world fairs alike. Nikola Tesla was determined to demonstrate the capacity to transmit wireless electricity freely by way of his copper coiled towers, connecting a circuit between heaven and earth, between sky and ground, drawing energy from the extant and omnipresent ether. The question I am raising is, did the ancients and ancestors know the secrets of the electric universe and weave into the fabric of their architecture, sacred and otherwise, this gnosis, rooted as it is in the teachings of the esoteric and alchemical, the principles of principles and sages, 
Did advanced old world buildings made of charge producing piezoelectric stone shaped into sacred geometric self-similar fractal forms and gilded with charge conducting precious metals on rooftops, domes, and spires with their towers, peaks, bells, and organs still intact vibrate with life, lifting the spirit and consciousness within its occupants while projecting outwardly through cymatic portals of stone and prismatic leaded glass, itself a silica cousin of quartz, as sound waves rippling ever outward into the air like light stirring up the ether, illuminating a path homeward to the divine. And if so, then we as spiritual beings having a physical experience belong to this architecture, imbued as it is within the boundless limits of natural law, perhaps even more than it belongs to us.